welcome back to another episode of the Final Siren Podcast Pocket Podcast Series, the final episode of our AFL Draft Preview Team Series. Now, today, we're going to talk about the big dogs of the draft period, the Adelaide, GWS and Essendon, who all have multiple top 20 picks uh, and multiple top 30 picks in some cases. Um, and what we're going to look at is obviously they've some of them, in Adelaide's case, they've got players to match. GWS does too at the end. Uh, and Essendon obviously have some NGA prospects. So there's plenty to chat about in what they might need. So what, to do that, we're going to get stuck straight into it. So I'm joined once again by AFL Draft Editor Michael Alvaro. Michael, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Pete. Really um, looking forward to getting stuck into a few of the big players uh, in this year's draft period. And Tom, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. So we should know, as we know, that these teams could well do trades in the meantime. We're recording as of the 26th of November. So this might be a week or so after uh, this. So if you are listening, we'll read out the picks beforehand just so you know what we're working with when we're having this discussion. And obviously there might be some pick changes in the meantime. They might not happen till draft night, but as it works, we'll just read out the picks when we're doing the team. So I think we'll kick off with the, the, the team that's going to kick off the draft at this stage, which is Adelaide. We've got picks 1, 9, 22, 23, 40 and 80. Uh, you know, they've got the best draft hand of the lot. They've, they get to pick the best player in the draft, whoever they see fit. Uh, they've got pick 9, obviously, with that t- extra top 10 pick. They've got 22, 23 uh, which are those mid-range picks. So they can really scoop up a, a heap of talent of this draft and they could, of course, assist uh, in potentially strengthening that hand further through trading if they choose to. But, Tom, give us a bit of rundown into what you think Adelaide might go for in this draft. Well, Adelaide need an explosive or a big-bodied midfielder. We haven't had... It, well, the Crows haven't had a, a big, an explosive midfielder since uh, Paddy Dangerfield left. So... He could definitely, well, Hollands isn't really, well, Michael will say more about this, but Hollands isn't really explosive, but he'd still be a good fit um, with pick one. And I think something Adelaide need to consider as well is the small forwards, because at the moment they've got Stengel, they've got McAdam who's coming through, which is good. Uh, But other than that, they don't have too many small forward options. So that's definitely an area they need to address as well. So, Michael, what do you sort of see Adelaide doing first off with pick one? Because for me personally, this is the first draft in a long time where we go in and we can't be 100% certain or or even really 95% certain we know who's going to be the first name read out. Like, we've had the Logan McDonald as a potential. We've had Riley Tilthorpe as another potential. We've even had, you know, Elijah Hollands as a potential. I I feel like they're the three they're going to go with, one of those three. Just it feels like that. I mean, you can never really rule out a Will Phillips or someone like that, but it feels like they're down to those three. What do you sort of think is going to happen on the night? Oh, yeah. Who knows, to be honest. <laughs> Look, I think... Uh, yeah, well, I will. Um, definitely, as you say, those three um, in McDonald, Thilthorpe and Hollands would be the one in contention or the ones in contention. Um, a bit on Eugle Hagen could occur, but you'd think that they hold on to that pick one um, I guess, accreditation. So I would take McDonald. I think he's their man. Um, obviously a key forward. Thilthorpe, a key forward, Ruck. A lot of people are sort of arguing that, you know, the local factor and, and given he's got that extra upside and, and string to his bow as a, a second Ruck um, is quite handy. And then 
I think Hollands, though, is the one who would match their list needs best, as Tom alluded to. So uh, a sort of bigger body in the midfield who's got that extra X factor about him and can move forward and kick goals. So uh, really big decisions to make. I think an interesting play could be if they, um, you know, take Hollands with pick one and then maybe even see if Phil Thorpe slides to their pick nine. So that'll, I think, depend on, on whether Essendon trade up which we may allude to a little bit later on. So uh, it's, it's a difficult one to sort of, you know, wade through, but they, they might be uh, one to sort of really come out of it with a few big brain kind of moves. Well, I read this morning yeah. as well that um, Elijah Hollands is a Crows supporter. So is, yeah. there shouldn't be too much go-home factor there either. So. No, well, I think, um, yeah, as you say, he's a Crows supporter um, and, and, Logan McDonald, I think, has family in South Australia. So, um, you know, that should alleviate Crows fans' doubts if there are any there. And, and obviously, Phil Thorpe from SA has got no trouble. Yeah. And what, what could be interesting, and this is a move that if I was Adelaide, I think I would seriously consider if the other club was up for it. Um, right now, Gold Coast has pick five. Uh, potentially, Adelaide could look at doing something like their pick nine and perhaps their pick 23 with, say, a, a second rounder next year uh, in exchange for Gold Coast's, uh, you know, pick five and pick 27 uh, or along those lines or perhaps one of their later selections. Uh, basically, the idea is that they'd give them almost like an extra second rounder or perhaps a later pick to do that. So they'd slide back. For Gold Coast, they're already getting their couple of top-end talents in. Uh, pick five to pick nine for what they need I don't think will matter that much. Um, and for Adelaide, what moving up to pick five would do was, I reckon that'll almost guarantee them uh, Tilthorpe if they can do it. Now, obviously, it means they'll have to pick either McDonald or Hollands, but it does mean that potentially they've got the option that they could pick Hollands with pick one, get Tilthorpe with pick five, uh, and then they get best of both worlds. Now, I can't see a way where they get both McDonald and Hollands because of the other teams that are keen on both. Uh, but I think there's a chance if they can move ahead of Essendon, they could get Tilthorpe. And I think that's a very good chance. And if I was Adelaide, I'd probably be looking at doing that and, and trying to trade up to Gold Coast. So what I'll do is, what are your thoughts uh, on potentially doing something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for it. Um, obviously mentioning that sort of Hollands and, and Thorpe combo, I think that's ideal for their list needs. And it's something they should really have a look at doing. Um, whether other clubs will be sort of willing to do that who knows? Um, and it, it's interesting to note as well with their sort of later selections, what they may be able to do because, um, you know, they've, they've probably got James Wallace and, um, and Tariq Newchurch to bring in. Um, obviously, they've sort of cut down their later hand. They've only got 40 and 80 as it stands. So that sort of pick 22 and 23, they may look to ship off and, and combo up even with pick nine and see if they can move up and, and get another premium kind of player. Yeah, I like that idea as well, but I'm not sure how Gold Coast uh, would feel about it. They they might be into it, but uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, another option for the Crows, I think they've got to consider, is moving into next year's draft because there's a couple of young South Australians, of uh, Jason Horn and Matty Roberts, that it's hard to see what, like what range they'll be in next year at this stage, but. They should be near the top end. And I think the more picks they have next year could help them in the future. And I mean, in fairness to Adelaide, they are probably going to be in the ballpark for them again. They're probably going to be in that couple of picks. I, I can't imagine them being a contender next year. I think they will be in that sort of top five as a generosity yeah, kind of thing. I think they'll definitely have those early 
pick, but they could well try and trade into that um, draft and get another selection quite right. So we've certainly had quite a bit uh, of, on Adelaide there. So we better move on. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Essendon uh, because they've got a hand that could go many, many ways. They've got picks 6, 7, 8, 44, 77, 85, 87. Now, basically, they've been pretty on the record wanting to move up. They want to potentially try and trade two of them for, for a higher pick. Um, they've also got to deal with the likes of uh, Cody Brand, Josh Eyre, who are NGA prospects with Essendon. Uh, they're later on in the draft, that sort of mid and a late draft kind of thing. But again, they've just got that 44, 77, 85, 87, and, and the latter ones don't carry any points. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. I sort of anticipate, my, my thoughts are that Essendon will try and find one of those teams in the top four, whether it's a, a North or perhaps a Sydney, depending on if Sydney know where the, the Campbell bit will come, um, or Gold Coast, and potentially say, okay, we'll trade up, we'll give you a couple of these picks and you give us a couple of picks obviously the high pick and then a later pick uh, and whatnot from there. So if, if they do that, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But I, I mean, what, what do you sort of see Essendon wanting to do, uh, Tom? And what do you sort of see that as their list needs? This is a pretty hard one to read, I reckon. Uh, tall forwards are definitely a key need, which could be a reason to trade up. But obviously, as you said before, Phil thought might slide to pick six if Crows don't take him. So uh, that would definitely fit their needs. Otherwise, I think midfielders, probably more bigger body because they've got a lot of pace through the midfield with McGrath, Shield, Merritt, uh, Parrish, and now Caldwell coming in. So they're pretty fit with speed, but obviously they tried to get Josh Dunkley to fit that need, but obviously didn't. Uh, it didn't get done in the end. So another big-bodied midfielder could definitely help out the Bombers. And so... Michael, what do you sort of see them doing and, and who, what do you uh, anticipate they might want to bring in? Yeah, well, I think the play for me would be to target North Melbourne's pick two, given North is a team who would be looking to maximise their draft hand at the top end. So if they can package up one of those three top 10 picks or two of those three top 10 picks uh, for North Melbourne's pick two and perhaps a later pick coming back, maybe that pick 30, that North Melbourne has, um, then that'd be ideal. It would allow the Bombers to pick up uh, whoever is on the board. I, I'd say that they'd go for either uh, Logan McDonald or Elijah Hollands. Uh, Logan McDonald being that key forward that they're after, the contested marking key forward, and Ben Hollands, that tall midfielder who's got a bit of uh, flair and X factor about him. So they're the two that they would target, I think, if they moved up and then um, you know, with another pick in the top 10, the one left over, they can target maybe a key defender like Zach Reed. Um, and depending on what happens beforehand, they might look at Archie Perkins. I think he's one that's definitely been linked with them. So plenty of options for him. And um, yeah, I mean, in that range with that hand, you know, the, the, the world is their oyster. Yeah, I think they'll look for a bit of speed. I know uh, one of our draft writers, uh, Ed Pascoe, is very keen on potentially getting a tall and a couple of quicker players in there. So Perkins and, and like a Reed or perhaps Nick Cox in particular might be ones that they target in that region. We'll move on to the third team in our series, which is GWS. They have picks 10, 13, 15, 20, 29, 52, 74 and 88. Uh, their consideration is uh, Josh Green, the brother of Tom, who we anticipate will probably be a later pick, uh, slide down the order somewhere, so they shouldn't have a problem sort of matching that. It's what they do because they've got so many top picks because 
obviously Jeremy Cameron leaving and, and, you know, Jai Caldwell and, and whatnot uh, going out the door, they've suddenly got all these picks and realistically, I mean, they can, they can afford to use them, but they, you would think surely try and package a couple to get something higher up because that's a lot of picks to have in, in a top end draft, I think. And Tom, what are you like doing the GWS aspect? Who have you sort of seen that they might or the type of player they're trying to find or identify? Well, their midfield struggled a lot this year, which was quite surprising given some of the names they've got in there. So I think a speedy midfielder could be useful. And you said it, they've got a lot of picks at the top end, but not quite at the pointy end, if, if it's, you want to say it like that. But um, another key defender could be helpful too, given Phil Davis is getting on and Aiden Kaur has gone to North Melbourne. Yeah, and and so Michael, what do you sort of anticipate they end up doing? Who might they target with those picks? And and do you sort of anticipate they'll package up some of those picks to potentially uh, get a, a higher end player? Yeah, well, I can't see them holding on to those five top 30 picks it may be a case of moving up the order to get a premium in that top 10 um, otherwise they might look to move into the first round and really early on um, for next year so a lot of uh, a lot of flex with, with what they've got at the moment obviously you know one academy kid and then in Josh Green obviously and probably another three or four players to go so um, they might look for a tall, as Tom said, someone like a Nick Cox or Zachary could be available um, on the precipice of the top 10, uh, depending on what other clubs do. I think a couple of midfielders like um, like a Tom Powell or Finlay McRae, as we mentioned a lot in that range for other clubs, they probably don't have the speed, um, but they're just reliable ball winners. I think that's something that um, you know GWS will need going forward, given the, the sort of inconsistencies that they had in midfield, just having guys who can get their hands on it first and, uh, you know, get the ball going forward and, and have a bit of a spark from the midfield, that, that's going to be an area that they might look to, to uh, improve on. Yeah. These teams all have their little areas they can improve on, but they've certainly got great hands to be able to do it. So uh, that pretty much wraps up the three teams we've got. Now, GWS, as we mentioned, they've got Josh Green to uh, consider matching later in the draft. Uh, we'll expect them to trade up. Essendon, uh, we know they've got a great hand. They'll look to add some speed, um, try and identify maybe a key position player, trade up if they can, um, but then hopefully have enough that they'll they'll get their NGAs if they choose to, a couple of tools that are coming in there. So they've got a lot of flexibility with their hand. Adelaide, of course, as we know, have the first pick yet to be decided. They might try and trade up and get a second one higher up in the top 10 or perhaps trade out their 22-23 for another first rounder and a later pitch pick to potentially match the likes of Tariq Newchurch and James Ball Lace, who are obviously those second half of the draft types. Um, as we said, this is from the 16th of no, uh, 26th of November. I'm, geez, I'm really losing track of the date. 26th of November. Yeah, I know. 26th of November uh, when we're doing this. And it's also worth mentioning as of right now, which is why it's a, a live kind of stuff. Uh, that Adelaide has actually signed uh, Mitch Hinge, uh, the former Brisbane defender, 190 centimetre, originally from Glenelg. So they've signed a South Australian, the first listed free agent. So if you're wondering when we're doing this, that's when we're doing it. So he's just signed on for Adelaide. So that's another player that has uh, come across. Uh, and of course, uh, we mentioned earlier in the last episode, James Crawley going to St Kilda. So plenty still to play out. And so if you are listening, that's where we are. Uh, we're at. Uh, make sure you check out Draft Central uh, at afl.draftcentral.com.au. Uh, Michael, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure as always, mate. Thank you. 
And uh, Tom, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Peter. Looking forward to the draft. Yeah, certainly. Make sure you follow us on Draft Central Oz AUS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hope you enjoyed listening. Catch you again next time.